You're listening to Bring It On Baby by Behold Birth. Hey y'all, so in this episode we're going to be covering parental leave because it's a really important aspect of planning for baby's arrival, but it's definitely something that is not in the forefront of a lot of new parents' minds, especially during the early stages of pregnancy. But as much as that's true, it is really important to start considering taking leave as early as you can because it does take a good bit of planning. And I'll get into the planning aspect of it later and what kind of policies are in place to help you take leave and all that. But I wanted to start out by explaining why I think it's so important for both mothers and fathers to take leave. We know that moms take maternity leave for a good reason. They just had a baby, they need to recover physically, Um, that makes sense, but it's also really important for dads to take leave for different reasons, obviously. We know that dads that take at least three weeks off while in their child's birth see many, many benefits, and this is especially becoming more evident as more and more dads begin to take leave. We see one really huge benefit to the marital relationship, which is something that definitely is getting put on the back burner during this time. In general, we see pretty sharp declines in marital satisfaction during these childbearing years, and that's pretty normal. It's a very stressful time for a lot of parents. Most parents are having to adjust to little to no sleep. They have all kinds of new responsibilities that they're just beginning to learn to juggle. It's pretty tough. I mean, 67% of couples report becoming unhappy with their relationship during their child's first three years of life. More than half of parents, that's a huge number. And one way to limit this decline in marital satisfaction in your own relationship is equally sharing parenting tasks. When fathers take short paternal leaves or they don't take them at all, a pattern of care is established that excludes that father and places the burden of care on the mother. Leave-taking fathers tend to play more of a co-parent role, which involves sharing in both the tasks and responsibilities of parenting equally. In this scenario, stress is more evenly distributed and no resentment is harbored by either parent, thus resulting in a more satisfying marital relationship that has less conflict. In a Swedish study done, it was found that dads who took the same amount of parental leave as their partners were less affected by the stress of parenting than their counterparts who took either less leave or none at all. It's probably because they not only had a good opportunity to gain confidence in their parenting ability, but they were also able to strengthen that marital relationship. On top of that, there are a lot of parenting responsibilities that are invisible to dads who don't take paternity leave. Leave-taking dads get the chance to see firsthand all that goes into being a child's primary caregiver, which can be especially beneficial in families where one parent is, say, a stay-at-home parent, or they stay home a large portion of the time. This makes leave-taking fathers far more likely to show appreciation for their partners, and they're less likely to demean their stay-at-home spouse. In general, this really improves the quality of the marital relationship. Another way that parental leave can help is by giving the father time to learn how to be a dad. Society conditions us women for mothering, and the expectations that are set for us as young girls down to the toys that are targeted towards us. Women in general get the opportunity to do a good bit of surrogate parenting during their younger years, whether that be babysitting during their teens or having people play with baby dolls with them. That's because society views women as caregivers. Fathers, on the other hand, are a lot less likely to have cared for a child before having their own, especially an infant child. So for dads, being home during those early stages of their child's life can really help them learn and take on a more self-directed role in the home, as opposed to the formation of a manager-helper dynamic, 
which is really harmful for both parties involved and it may make the father feel less like a voluntary participant in the family and it will end up reducing their satisfaction that they get from parenting. It can also help reduce maternal gatekeeping, which is when a mother either consciously or subconsciously is doing and saying things that limit the father's role within the home. One way that maternal gatekeeping happens in families is by downplaying the father's role in childcare or their knowledge of parenting. This can come through in condescending comments, constant correction of their work, watching over the father's shoulder to check what they're doing. This can add to the father's feelings of incompetence and in turn, not wanting to participate fully in childcare activities. Paternity leave is a really great way for dads to grow confidence in their parenting skills and for mothers to grow confidence in their partner. And while maintaining a healthy marital relationship is great and all, what new parent isn't worried about their child? Research shows that dads who take longer paternity leaves usually engage in more child caretaking and developmental tasks throughout their child's early years. This is beneficial because the way that fathers interact with children is really unique and it differs quite a bit from the way that moms interact with their children. One example of this is the types of play that are associated with mothers and fathers. For a lot of dads, that includes roughhousing. It's this type of play that teaches boundaries and consequences for crossing them even from an early age. Ultimately, this teaches children real-world skills like self-control. Dads are also less likely to use baby talk or simplify their words when talking to their children. And this challenges the child's brain, helping them learn new vocabulary and building that foundation for academic success. Dads are also more likely to ask their children questions during conversation, teaching them that serve and return style of communication that we use, and also facilitating cognition. This can be extremely beneficial for a child who now has had their father set that precedent of involvement early on. Statistically, this precedent in turn correlates with increased academic success and involvement all the way through the child's high school years. And this pattern of shared responsibility in the home also models a really healthy marital relationship, which can help the child when they're seeking a partner later in life. Obviously, we see a lot of benefits to both parents taking leave when possible, and it's definitely something that all families should consider if they have the resources to do so. So now you know why leave is so important for both parents. Let's talk about how you can take leave. So the bare minimum for most employers in the US is the Family and Medical Leave Act. Under this FMLA, eligible employers are entitled to an unpaid, job-protected parental leave of 12 work weeks. Both parents get the opportunity to take this 12 weeks, mother or father, and the leave can be used at any point within a year of the child's birth but it must be taken in a continuous block unless an agreement is reached stating otherwise. During this leave, employers are required to continue group health insurance coverage under the same terms that were offered prior to leave, including family member coverage and the employee's normal contributions to the cost of healthcare premiums. So who's eligible for leave? Well, the employers who are required to abide by the FMLA are all private sector employers with 50 or more employees, and public agencies, regardless of how many employees they have, as well as elementary or secondary schools, public or private, regardless of the number of employees they have. Employees of those companies are eligible if they work for the employer for at least 12 months, even if that wasn't consecutively, unless it's been seven or more years in between the periods of employment. 
the employee has to have worked for at least 1,250 hours over the set 12 month period preceding the leave, and they have to have worked at a location where the employer has 50 or more employees within a 75 mile radius. In Behold Burst's home state of Georgia, big things are happening in the world of parental leave taking. As of May 2021, Governor Kemp signed a bill that states that employees of the state now get three weeks of paid parental leave. This will take effect on July 1st in Georgia. Some states, like New York or in Washington, D.C., there are policies mandating paid parental leave, so be sure to check your area's policy on parental leave. So now that you know what you're entitled to, you need to plan your leave. We'll start with the financial aspect of it. The first very important question for those taking unpaid leave is how much lead can you afford to take? Are you going to be able to take the full 12 weeks? How much will you need to save for your leave? Keep in mind that monthly expenses could be more than you expect, especially now that you have an infant to consider. Are you going to try to come to an agreement with your employer to telecommute some or maybe even work part time? A lot of employers are open to this option. It's a really great way for you to continue to have some income while still allowing you that bonding time with your child. Another thing to consider is when do you want to take leave? Do you want to take it right after the child's birth, maybe with your spouse? This can be beneficial because it allows you to not only bond with your baby, but also your spouse. It also sets that precedent of equal involvement early on and gives a lot of the benefits that we discussed earlier for dads. And one of the biggest benefits really is that it allows the mother to rest. She has just given birth for crying out loud and there might be a good deal of healing involved for her. So having those extra hands on deck during that time may make all the difference. And although it's most common for parents to overlap their leaves, some parents do choose to stagger their leave taking for a variety of reasons. You are entitled to that 12 week block at any time during your child's first year of life. This delays your child having to go into childcare and allows them to spend the maximum amount of time at home before they have to go into somebody else's care. Another really important question is how accessible you plan to be during your leave. Planning your interactions with the office ahead of time allows you to set that boundary in advance. In some cases, it might help to set up a specific time during which your office can contact you or set up a time frame for when they can expect responses from you, when they email you or call you. It helps you set boundaries so that you can enjoy your leave and makes them feel more comfortable contacting you because they know what to expect. It is also important to plan how things will go at work in your absence. Will someone take over your tasks? Will your employer get a stand-in? Or will coworkers have to take over? How will you delegate? It's important to discuss this with both your coworkers and your supervisors before you take leave so that you can be sure that things will run smoothly in your absence. So now that we've talked about what kind of rights you have to leave and how you can develop a game plan for it, you'll need to ask your employer. You'll need to give them a notice, either verbal or written, at least 30 days in advance, but really the sooner the better. When you request leave, the first time you ask, you don't have to mention FMLA, but you do need to provide the employer with enough information for them to know that it'll be covered by FMLA. So basically, just tell them that you're having a baby, when you'll be taking leave, and for how long. When it's time to go back to work, you're guaranteed your original job or an equivalent job. So your employer doesn't have to give you back the exact same job that you had, just one with equivalent pay, benefits, and other terms and conditions like shift and location. Your employer has to continue the same insurance policy as you had before and they cannot count your leave against you under a no-fault attendance policy. Just to be clear, you are not protected against actions that would have affected you if you were not on FMLA leave. 
Also, for breastfeeding mothers, when you go back, federal law requires your employer to give you reasonable break time to pump and express milk during your child's first year of life. They have to give you a space to express, and it cannot be a bathroom. It has to be shielded from view and free of intrusion by coworkers and the public. So hopefully that answers all your burning questions on leave taking and has kind of got the wheels turning in your head and answered a lot of your questions to help you kind of consider if leave taking is right for you and your family. If you have any additional questions, feel free to reach out to Behold Birth and we will try to get those answered for you or point you in the right direction. Have a blessed day.